0: Hey fans, it's Eddie B. from the E's and B's podcast. Myself, LB, and the Wrestling Sisters want to wish all the E's and B's fans and listeners out there a very happy holiday. Stay tuned. E's and B's podcast. Coming up next. Happy Holidays. Wrestling and sports fans. This is these and these, the E's and B's, the Bacon and Eggs of Producing Sports Podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie. You gotta save the neck for me. Card kind of breakfast for you today with a college football playoff preview, NFL week 13 recap, NCAA basketball top 10, no prep and outlaw figure eight results, USC 269 card, and you guessed it some wrestling. You're listening to the best breakfast wrestling sports podcast. On your Fridays, it's the...
1: Lay in the snow yeah. Mark! Slow down! You want to ride behind somebody who does something like that? I'm going to pull around them and leave them safely behind us. Burn some dust here. Eat my rubber. <laughs> Dad, I think what you mean is burn rubber and eat my dust. Whatever, Russ. Whatever.
0: Welcome back on into the E's and B's podcast. Thanks again for joining us on the second Friday here in December, knocking down them days closer to Christmas. I want to say a very special happy belated birthday to my oldest nephew Bailey and my best friend Brian. Tis the season. Let's crack them eggs and get to the sunny side Ugh. Jumping right on in here, let's sunny side up this week. Let's start off with the college football. As you all know, mostly of the of all the games now are wrapped up, and we've got just one more waiting this weekend before we jump into the bowl season. That's right, conference championships games last weekend in the books. Of course, the big talk all week long: Alabama knocking off Georgia, and now the final four have been set. That's right, the playoffs are set. Coming up here, New Year's Eve, December 31st, on a Friday, we'll be talking all about it right here on the E's and B's. We're going to have number one, Alabama, taking on number four, Cincinnati, in the Cotton Bowl. And then, of course, the other game, the night game, it'll be the number two, Michigan Wolverines taking on the number three, Georgia Bulldogs, that one there, the Orange Bowl. Of course, the winners then will face off on January 10th in the National championship game there in indianapolis at lucas oil stadium i don't know about you folks but i've got my predictions i'm gonna have to roll with alabama knocking off cincinnati and i think michigan the way they've played the last three weeks closing it out especially uh last week against iowa smashing them 42 to 3 shout out to the high school there in michigan you know um i'm a firm believer and there's a reasoning for certain things and there was a reason that score was 42-3 to last weekend with Michigan dominance, of course. Uh, and also, we'll talk about what else happened there in Detroit in just a minute. But my opinion, I think Michigan's going to walk over Georgia. Georgia's reign is over. I think the uh, balloon has been popped last weekend there at the conference championship. So, it'll be very int- interesting. That's my picks, so though, my predictions. Like I said, we'll talk all about that leading up to, of course, Those games on December 31st, New Year's Eve, and then afterwards we'll talk all about the national championship all the way up to January 10th. Don't forget, going down this weekend, folks, it's the last game of the college season before the bowl kickoffs. It's Army versus Navy. Make sure you guys check that one out and support all of your military branches. Going from college football, let's switch over to the hard word, college basketball. That's right. As we spoke last time, you know, just last week, we were talking about Gonzaga only having their second loss in two years. Well, folks, the L's keep rolling in for the Bulldogs, <clears throat> suffering another loss just a week ago uh, to, the, to the number three at that time, Alabama. Uh, we'll definitely keep our eyes on how these things are shaking up, but let's talk about how the top ten stands as we set. Number ten Kentucky as they fell. Number nine is now Alabama. Number eight, Kansas. Number seven, Texas. Number six, Villanova. Number five, Gonzaga. That's right, Trimpling all the way down there with those losses to number five. Number four, UCLA. Number three, Puke. Number two, Baylor. And folks, I hate to say it. It it sickens me to my stomach. It makes me want to throw up. But the number one team right now in college basketball is your Purdue Bullmakers. That's how the top 10 is going into this weekend. Of course, things will cha- change uh, obviously before next week. We'll keep you guys updated on all the big games, the losses, the wins, any big storylines coming out of there. I know my team's suffering a big loss to Wisconsin as conference play has begun. So definitely a lot more challenging games ahead for all the college basketball. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone about the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports podcast on your Fridays. Keeping it going here on the sunny side up, let's switch it over to the Gridiron. That's right, the professional NFL. Well, we have 13 weeks now in the books, and things are getting tighter than a camel's ass in a sandstorm. That's right, as all the divisions are just almost deadlocked in a couple-team race. Um, We know playoffs are on everyone's mind as we inch closer and closer to Week 18, when it's all said and done right here in the NFL, uh, the wild cards, you know, that's not even the big topic because really there's so many divisions up for debate, but enough of that talk. Let's talk about what happened last week in the NFL as the Cowgirls knocked off the Saints 27-17. My Dolphins, that's right, five in a row, baby, knocking off the Giants 20-9. The Colts beating the Texans 31-zip. The big game that everybody's talking about, and I, t- I spoke about just a second ago, the Lions finally finally getting their first win in 2021, 20, knocking off the Minnesota Vikings 29-27. And once again, folks, that, that resembles right back to that story I was just talking about, those awful shootings there in Michigan, our thoughts and prayers with all the families that are, are involved. Uh, you know, just everything in Michigan, Detroit, surrounding areas, went well last weekend for all sporting events. Um, I, I really think that there was a reason behind that, and I think it's a great thing. So congratulations once again to the Detroit Lions getting that first W. Keeping it going. Eagles over the win over the Jets, 33-18. Cardinals over the Bears, 33-22. Chargers over the Bengals, 41-22. Bucks over the Falcons, 30-17. Rams over the Jags, 37-7. Washington over the Raiders, 17-15. Steelers over the Ravens, twenty nineteen. Seahawks over the 49ers, 30-23, Chiefs over the Broncos, 22-9. And on Monday night, in a cold, wet, windy Buffalo, the Cheaters. That's right, they walk right into Buffalo and knock them off, 14-10, taking a sole lead there in the AFC East. Man, oh man, I don't know about you guys, but I think the Bills have shown their cards and they are continuing to fall. That's just my opinion. Um, I still think they have a very good chance of making the playoffs. Um, unless some miracle happens the Dolphins hop over him I don't see that happening I do think the Dolphins might be knocking on that playoff door but that's just me being a fan like I said things are so tight it's gonna be all the way down to the wire we'll keep you guys updated with all the winners losers and big storylines right here on the E's and B's podcast switching things up to the racing world that's right last weekend going down in California the very last outlaw figure eight race of 2021. That's right. The West coast figure eight finals went down out there. or at Orange speedway. Uh, As we spoke last, last week, we were talking about some of our favorites at right. E's and B's veteran, Mr. four time. And a couple of his friends heading out from Indiana to make the trip to see what they could pull off. And let me say, well, it started off well for Mr. four time as he went into qualifying and broke and I repeat, broke the track record. That's right, folks. A new track record of 17. 528 for number five, Mr. Four Time himself, E's and B's veteran Ben Tunney. Congratulations to him going out there, putting it on the boys, and qualifying. But, but, unfortunately, that's where it ended for my man Ben, uh, as he did not get to finish the race. Had some mechanical issues. Um, things didn't go the way he wanted. Obviously, there in Florida, followed it up with a bad weekend in California. But hey, not to end on a sour note for Ben, as he's accomplished some very, very awesome things in this 2021 season, along with several others. His cousin Mark Tony on the Marksmen, Shout out to him. But we want to congratulate the winner. Of last Saturday's race there at Orange Speedway, the number 74 machine of Chris Curtis from Washington. Congratulations to him. A very close second place or the number 57 machine of Jesse Tunney. So that's gonna wrap up the Outlaw Figure 8 2021 season. We want to give a thanks, a very special thanks, to our friends Ben and Mark Tunney, Matt Smith, The Beast Donnie Murphy, and everyone else out there that gave us support all year long for the Outlaw Division. Folks, stay tuned. We're going to have a lot more crazier, cooler things next year with the Outlaw Figure 8s. We're going to have some very, very special guests and, of course, some returning guests to break down what they got going because, folks, we're only just a few months away from the restart. That's right. They'll be rolling right on down to Florida, Arbondale, Showtime Speedway. We're not sure how it's going to go, who's going to go, but we do know this. Starting in February 2022, Outlaw Figure 8 season will be back, and we will have it right here on the best breakfast, wrestling, and sports podcast on your Fridays. That's right, the E's and B's podcast. Keeping things going in the racing world. How about some drag racing? As you folks know, last week we had Robert Smith of Pennywise Racing, now one of our partners, on the podcast talking about having the last no-prep race of the season there at The Rock. That's right, back of the track. Dig or Die, Christmas Bash 2. We talked all about it last week, of course, both of us giving our final four kind of predictions. I threw in probably about six drivers, but what a display to all the men and women last week there in Rockingham. Of course, they did some Mexico racing the night before there on Friday. Uh, some very, very crazy stuff happened on the Friday night there in Mexico. Go back, check out check out all of their live feed, uh, re-watch all the, the races there from Friday and Saturday. At Rockingham. And when it was all said and done, it came down to Jerry Bradshaw taking on White Trash. And in the end, Jerry Bradshaw getting the victory. So congratulations to him from us here at the E's and B's. Not only knocking out White Trash, but lasting six rounds there. Rockingham, the last no prep race year of the year, 2021. Congratulations. What a race. Hey, I want to say a very special shout out. To Robert Smith of Penny Rise Racing, Limpy, Drag or Die, Spool Media, SRC, DNR, the Mac Boys from Indiana, and everyone else that created any kind of content last weekend there at Digger Die Christmas Bash. Thank you guys so much from all us fans who across the nation couldn't be there but got to enjoy all of that amazing, small tire, badass racing there Last weekend, thank you so much from all of us. And we cannot wait to see what's in store for 2022. Of course, you know, PRI going down this weekend. A lot of folks releasing some of their schedules for 2022. I know Spool Media dropping theirs. Uh, Limpy's got a lot of stuff he's been dropping here lately. So folks, do them a favor. Go give them a follow. All those guys I just mentioned, Pennywise Racing, Limpy, Spool Media, Drag or Die, SRC, Go give all them guys a follow on all the social media outlets out there. That way you're ready for the 2022 season when it comes about here in February or a little bit later in 2022. That way you're all up to date and know where you need to go to see some badass racing. With that, folks, being said, that's going to be the last here on the sunny side up. We'll break down on the meet. Coming up next, U.F.C. 269. Stay tuned. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast. Welcome to the meat segment here on the E's and B's podcast this week, breaking down like I talked and you heard there, UFC 269 going down, that's right, tomorrow night in Las Vegas in the sold out T-Mobile Arena, man oh man this is a stacked card from top to bottom folks, even the prelim, prelim fights have got some big names on there. Three former champions on the card. And, of course, a double title fight going down. That's right. Not only one, but two title fights tomorrow night right there in Vegas, folks. Let's jump right into what they got on on card there, starting off in the early prelims. The matches to watch for, number four, Alex Perez, will be taking on number nine, Matt Chanel. In the flyweight division. Also, Ryan Hall taking on Derek Manor in the featherweight division. Those are two fights to keep your eyes on there in the early prelims. Of course, I think those are only televised online or on the ESPN Plus app there. as Of course, that's one big thing I hate about this. Is it's such a pain in the butt to uh, rent this pay-per-view nowadays. Used to be you could get it on any TV. Now you got to have a certain app and... Jump through hoops, wait for the circus clowns to come out of the car. Yada, you know what I'm saying. But those are the matches you're going to be looking out for there on the early prelims. Let's break down the regular prelims, which will be on live ESPN for all the people across the nation to see, folks. Like I said, there's some big names on this card. Augusto Sakai taking on Taya Tuleva in the heavyweight division, of course. Also, number eight, Pedro Munoz taking on number nine, the former... Champion Dominic Cruz. Can he get back to championship form, folks? He's been on a little bit of a roll. I would have to say this this is one of his toughest, toughest opponents he's had in the last two to three years. I think if he gets over this hump, who knows what's next for Dominic Cruz? Maybe a title shot. We'll have to wait and see. What do you guys think out there in e's and B's land? Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone about the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Fridays. Breaking it down here on the meat segment. We're talking UFC 269 going down tomorrow from the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. We're on the prelim talk here, folks. The next match to keep your eyes out for, the number seven, Josh Emmett, will be taking on number nine, Dan Inge. Then, folks, we'll be banging it out on the, main, on the main prelims there on ESPN. After that, folks. The main event of the evening. That's right. The main card on tap. Starting off with number 15, Rahul Pariva taking on Sugar Sean O'Malley in the Bantamweight division. Folks, if you have never seen Sugar Sean O'Malley fight before, do not miss it or check out all the highlights you can as he never disappoints. Um... Obviously, stepping into a different weight class. This guy took, takes fights on short notices and he finishes, the, finishes them. In my opinion, one of the most dominant fighters that you must see right now in 2021 2022 for UFC in the lower divisions, in my opinion. After that, we're going to have number six, Kai Kara France taking on number seven, Cody Garabrant. Of course, Garabrant, a former champion. That fight will be going down in the flyweight division. That's another name there, folks. You gotta keep your eye on Cody Garbrett trying to get back to the top and get his name in the hat for a title shot. We'll have to see if he can knock off the number six. That's a good, good fight. Six versus seven there on Saturday. After that, we got number 12, Jeff Neal, taking on number 14, Santiago Panasilibio. In the welterweight division. I know I probably botched that last name. But that's alright. That's how it rolls here on the E's and B's. That will be the last of the regular fights there on the main card. Then next we're going to have the co-main event of the evening. One of two title fights. That's right. As the champion Amanda Nunez. The baddest bitch on the block. No, no, uh, No offense there Jay. We'll be taking on number three. Juliana Pina, that's right, Juliana Pina. You know, she's been up the street before. She's been in, uh, you know, a couple title fights or at least a couple chances to be there for that title fight. Well, this will be going down in the Bantamweight division for the women's Bantamweight belt, folks. It's going to be a banger. What a miracle it would be if Pina could pull it off and shock the world and knock off what I have to say is pound for pound the greatest women's UFC fighter ever in Amanda Nunez we'll have to wait and see how this one shakes down. I know the odds were as, as of Thursday night were at like 900, so we'll have to wait and see you know nobody will ever give anybody. Any kind of odds up against Nunez until the day she gets knocked off. Will tomorrow night be that night? After that, folks, it's the main event of the evening. That's right, the fight everyone will be waiting for. That's right, it's the last main event of 2021 for UFC. As the champion, Charles Olivier, will be defending against the number one contender, Dustin Poirier, for the lightweight belt. Folks, I cannot wait to see. Like I said, this card stacked from top to bottom. You're going to have to get the popcorn done early, folks. This thing's coming on hot and heavy, 4 o'clock tomorrow, Eastern Time. Make sure you guys check it out. If you cannot watch it live or on pay-per-view, definitely do not miss those highlights. And we will have all the winners right here next week. On the E's and B's podcast, we'll break down what we thought was good, what we thought was bad, and hopefully we'll find out where some of these maybe championship contenders will be going. Folks, with that, I'm going to give my last and final predictions. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to be the underdog. I'm taking Juliana Pina in the co-main event. And in the main event, folks, he's on a hot streak. I don't think he can be beat right now. And we're going to have a new... Lightweight champion tomorrow night, right there in Vegas, as Dustin Poirier knocks off Charles Olivier. You've heard it first, right here, from Eddie B and the E's and B's podcast. And that, my friends, is the meat segment this week. UFC 269, tomorrow night. Don't miss it. We'll have all the results right here next week. Stay tuned, folks. We're going to get into what everybody's been waiting for. That's right. We're going to talk some wrestling. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast. CM Punk showing up, Long Island and Swerving. The Long Island fans coming out to their hometown boys' theme music. What a night it was. But before we get to that here on the Scrambled segment, let's jump into some other news in wrestling world. That's right, starting off with the WWE. I just want to start off with this news because I think it's the most important news right now going down. um If you're not aware... Just over this last week, we've had some very strange things happening over there at WWE. As last weekend, there was a house show going down. And the six-man match between the Usos and Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre, Xavier Woods, and Jeff Hardy. Well, there was uh, a lot of tweets going on after this match was over with. And it wasn't a good tweet. As uh, there was footage of Jeff Hardy after a hot tag to Drew McIntyre rolling out of the ring jumping the guardrail and exiting the, the, the stadium through the crowd. Um, to me, it looked like it was um, something that they had planned. Of course, there was some other footage comes out a little bit later after this all breaks of him actually taking pictures with a few fans walking through the crowd. It was very strange. There was a security cop that jumped the railing, chasing down to protect him. Um, in the end, the story breaks out like this. Uh, he was sent home from the WWE um therefore missing on the next night of shows and then within the next 48 hours folks jeff hardy has now been released from the wwe um a lot of statements have been made a lot of social media buzz going on of course busted open the boys over there god love them you know talking a little bit about it but the more the more uh important thing was his own wife coming out there on twitter stating the fact that they everybody's saying the same thing. He's okay. He's at home. He's with his family, uh, which brings to state what I'm thinking here at the E's and B's. Uh, I've talked this over with LB, thought it over all week long. Uh, my opinion is this. We've, we've been thinking about it. I, I, uh, every fan out there would love to see the Hardy brothers back together again, right? Well, we know that Matt Hardy is happily over there at AEW, at least we think. Gets a lot of airtime. He's making a lot of money, all that good stuff. We do know Jeff Hardy's past, and it's been stated that the reason WWE let him go was because he refused rehab after uh, the incidents on this last weekend possibly could have been involving alcohol or drugs. It's not 100 percent this is just you know hearsay. Um, but what they're reporting is, you know, he turned down rehab, and that's part of the reason of the release. So let's not think too far, think too hard on this. What I'm saying is, was this a plan all along? Get the Hardy brothers back together. He's got to be forced out. We know Jeff Hardy loves WWE. Or at least that's what they say. And we know this. WWE has been very, and I do mean very, kind to him. With this all shaking down, I know it's not over yet. And there's going to be more stuff coming out. But keep this in the back of your mind, e's and B's fans. I think in the future, and I'm saying near, at least 30 to 90 days, we're going to have the Hardy brothers back together at least for one more match before. 2022 is over with That's my prediction right here on the E's and Bs. That's the big news over there at WWE on the big brands. Let's switch it over to the NXT brand. Of course we know war games going down last Sunday night and of course plenty of new faces and highlighting Lacard over there as NXT 2.0 taking on the black and gold the talk of the week you know if 2.0 beats black and gold, no more for them well. It happened, that's right. As the new boys, the youngsters. They took over. And let me just say this. The Steiner son is one bad. Shut your mouth. He's going to be something to watch out for. He will not be hanging out very long down there at the NXT 2.0, 2.0 brand, in my opinion. Very, very good match for him there in the end War Games. The overall card there for that pay-per-view was, was a decent card. Um, like I said, a lot of new faces. So if you were tuning in for the first time, You might have been lost not knowing who some of them people were. But I must say the hair for hair match was great. And a few others, uh, the women's war games was decent. But in the end, folks, like I said, 2.0 taking over. No more black and gold. And then, of course, another thing that was kind of leaked there on social media this week after all this went down. Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly having their last match there. Not at just NXT, but for WWE. WWE. Now, the big question at stake, are they on their way to AEW? As we know, you know that would suit Adam Cole and Bobby Fishwell as there would be three of the four Undisputed Era members there at AEW. But we're going to keep our eyes and ears open. We do know there's a lot of places out there. Uh, Impact probably looking to sign a few. NWA maybe trying to make some splashes. But we'll definitely know when they do land somewhere, you'll find out right here from us on the E's and B's. Now, last but not least, in the big world, or in the big dogs, we're going to talk AEW. As you heard in the opening, going down Wednesday night, Long Island, home of Maxwell Jacob Freeman. That's right, folks. I could not believe the love that man was getting there Wednesday night. And as you heard in in the opening of the Scrambled segment, CM Punk swerving everybody, coming out to MJF's music at the beginning. And let me say, it was quite the heel promo he put on towards the fans I'm not too sure how well it will be received. I'll wait and hear from some of the bigger you know, critics out there, like Jim Cornette and, and such, as what they thought on it. I thought it was decent. It definitely threw me for a loop, but I expected to see at least a little clapback from MJF. Now, the only clapback he did give was in the Diamond Ring Battle Royal. He came out to his music uh, and imitated CM Punk doing the wrist, Wrist uh roll thing and then laying in the crowd like he was part of the crowd. Stuff he would never do. Uh, that right there was kind of funny. But he, in the end, was one of the two last members. And, of course, they'll fight this next week at Winter's Coming. That's right. Or one of the bigger televised events for AEW in the wintertime. Winter is coming this next Wednesday. MJF will be taking on Dante Martin. That's right. As he spoofed Team Taz. And eliminated Ricky Starks. And now, of course, that's going to be a new storyline as uh, Leo Rush and Dante Martin, all in all, the whole time, were pulling this plan over on Team Taz. So we'll definitely keep an eye out for that. Of course, also going down at Winter Is Coming, it will be the AEW World title. That's right. Hangman Adam Page will be defending against the American Dragon. Brian Danielson, folks. I cannot wait. This is going to be one of the biggest free cards you can watch all year long right there on AEW. And, of course, Britt Baker will be defending her title against Rio as well. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Also, going down tonight right there in Long Island, we'll have any big news coming out of that and leading all the way into next week right here on the E's and B's. Last but not least, folks, on the Scrambled segment, I'm going to talk about what's going down tomorrow night right here, locally. That's right. The last Rocky Mountain show of the year. That's right. Going down at their new home. That's right. The Summit. Tomorrow night. Rocky Mountain Pro live tapings. It's the last time to see the best wrestling in Colorado. Rocky Mountain Pro Doors open at 4.30, wrestling starts at 5, folks, and if you cannot be there, check them out live on Twitch, and I say it every week, it's the best wrestling on Twitch, Rocky Mountain Pro, checking them out, they're going to have a fantastic card, some of the best rising talent right here, locally out west, Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling, check them out, I cannot wait to see what they got in store tomorrow for them. Well, folks. With that being said, that's all I got this week on the scrambled. Stay tuned. I'm gonna get her in here. We're gonna rep your city. Break down the stats and tell you what we got coming up next. That's right. You're listening to the E-Zimbies podcast, baby. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jams, your jellies, your cinnamon, your sugar, your butter. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. I'd like to welcome in my Charlotte Flair, my Becky Lynch, my Britt Baker, my Mickie James. That's right. My women's champion. (laughs) The one and only lovely LB. Hi.
1: Thanks for the intro. That was very sweet.
0: You deserve it, that's for sure. Welcome into this second Friday here in December. Knocking off the days, like I said. Uh, yes. One day closer to the big jolly man coming down that chute. With that being said, though, Lauren, let's get to this week's shout-outs. want to give a special shout-out to Robert Smith and Pennywise Racing. Thank you guys so much for all the love and all the retweets and all that great stuff. Like I said, stay tuned for some very special things in 2022 from us and him at some of the no prep events. We're gonna be hopefully sponsoring some stuff, sending some freebies, all kinds of cool stuff. So stay tuned for that coming up in 2022. Special shout out to Limpy, shout out to Drag or Die, shout out to SRC, shout out to DNR, shout out to Spool Media, shout out to Turbo John, shout out to Mac boys, the Indiana boys, shout out to Raggedy Ann with his badass Willie. Boy, that was one of the highlights of last weekend. Shout out to Robbie Dollar, shout out to Lee Out Loud, shout out to Rocky Mountain Pro, shout out to Aiden, Dustin, Titus, D. shout out to my boys Neil, Brian, Tony, Ty, Tex, and all my peeps at The Green Solution, 810 North College Road. Check out The Green Solution for all your cannabis needs. What up, Aaron? All right, getting it going here on the toast, Lauren. How about it's that time? That's right. As you know every year here on the E's and B's. All month long leading up to Christmas, we do a giveaway every week. All you gotta do is follow the rules in the video right there that we post on our YouTube page. Very, very simple. Uh, This week, the winner's gonna be...
1: Taylor Rojas.
0: Congratulations, Taylor, (laughs) for following all the rules on the E's and B's holiday giveaway. Get with us at ease and bees podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your info so we can get back in touch with you and get you what you won for the ease and bees holiday week giveaway or holiday giveaway week two. Congratulations, my friend. Stay tuned. Coming before Sunday night, folks, week three video will be up. Two more chances. And let me tell you, it only gets better because I double the prizes. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Like, share, subscribe, leave a comment. Or like I always like to say, pass the gravy. Spread the butter. Tell a friend.
1: Tell a family member. Tell, tell someone. someone.
0: about the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast. With that being said, as it is the holiday season, folks, make sure you go to the EaseandBees.org page. Click on the EaseandBees storefront button. It'll direct you right to our Tee Public page. All the merchandise on sale right now all the way through the rest of the month. 30% off, folks. There's 5, 10, 15, $20 items.
1: Through the rest of the year.
0: Anything perfect for that special someone for you. And don't forget, we're always helping out small businesses. It helps us out. But like I said, go to the EasonBees.org page. Click on the EasonBees storefront button and get some B's merch for you this holiday season. With that, let's turn it over to this day in sports, December tenth, nineteen seventy-two. St. Louis quarter, St. Louis Cardinals quarterback Jim Hart throws a ninety-eight-yard pass to wide receiver Bob Moore that fails to result in a touchdown. In the second quarter at Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis, the Cards are backed up on their own one-yard line. Hart drops back into the end zone and fires a long, and fires long to Moore who makes a leaping catch at the 40 and speeds up pay dirt. For the Rams' defensive back, Al Clark pulls Moore down one yard short of the six-point score. Running back Donnie Anderson converts the TD on the next play, and the Cards go on to win 24-14. Next year, Bobby Moore will change his name to Ahmed Rashad, and that, is this day in sports.
1: I have a question about that. Okay, how many yards did he throw for the first?
0: 98. So 98 yards. 98
1: yards, yards so basically and couldn't he just, get a completion?
0: Yeah, no, he couldn't get a touchdown. did not get a touchdown. He threw a, ni- a 98 but yard. But he didn't
1: catch it, right? So it wouldn't be a completion. No,
0: he caught it. He just did not get to the touchdown.
1: How do you throw 98 yards and don't get a touchdown? Well, that's bad
0: luck. Sometimes it happens. Hey, we've seen the Music City Miracle. Stuff like that can happen. Hey, also, folks, make sure you guys are staying tuned. Uh, Not only will we have the uh, Ease of Bees giveaway video going down, but coming up within the next week or two, we're going to have a special holiday wrestling crate unboxing where we're going to be giving away some more stuff. Man, there's shirts, there's DVDs, there's autographs, there's little wrestlers, there's all kinds of cool stuff for your little wrestling fan or yourself. For your collection, just make sure you guys pay attention to the E's and B's YouTube page for that and the giveaway. With that, Lauren, I'm going to turn it over to you and find out what's going on.
1: Well, today, Friday, December 10th, happens also to be Dewey Decimal System.
0: Woo, that's still around?
1: I guess. Right? I don't know. Hit us
0: up, librarians.
1: Yeah. Uh, Human Rights Day, Logger Day, Nobel Prize Day, and Person day. Awesome. Saturday will be app day and noodle ring day, which I am very unsure what a noodle ring is. Uh, let me know. Sunday the 12th happens to be Poinsettia Day. Nice. Gingerbread House Day. Must. And my favorite, Dingling Day.
0: Everybody sing this. boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy, silver bells hanging on a string. She said it was my ding-a-ling-a-ling, oh my ding-a-ling. Everybody's singing, I wanna play with my ding-a-ling-a-ling, oh my ding-a-ling, oh, my ding-a-ling. I... Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: Take that what you will. (laughs) Uh,
0: Thank you, Chuck Berry.
1: Moving into the top ten this week, happened to be number ten, Charlotte. North Carolina.
0: Welcome to the top ten.
1: Okay, number nine, Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. A newbie. Number eight, New York.
0: New York. New York, New York. Welcome to the top ten.
1: Seven uh, clear across the country, Los Angeles, <laughs> California. Man, nice
0: from East Coast to West Coast, real right
1: quick. <laughs> number six, Aurora, Colorado. Number five, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Go. <laughs> number four, Frankfurt, Germany. Germany. Uh, dropping all the way to number three this Boy, week.
0: cracking, folks. Oh, come number on.
1: Collins, Colorado, That's making right, right. number two, San Jose, California. Thank and you so much. Number one, sticking with. Denver, Colorado.
0: Folks, thank you for all the love out there. Like we always say, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, leave, leave a, a comment. comment. And like Lauren always says, give us that five-star review there on Sisters. Google. Oh gosh.
1: Apple Podcasts. Apple Where Podcasts. Located? Wherever Spotify.
0: we're located. check us out on easeandbees.org. Folks, music. we love you guys so much. We hope you have a happy holiday. Stay tuned next week for another special edition. We got a lot of cool stuff up our sleeve. But until the next week, you know the drill. Yep. Make sure you eat your backpacks. Peace. Happy holidays.
1: Ding-a-ling.